Good morning, everybody. It's very good to be here. I'm doing a sound check with the boss upstairs, and I'm on. That's very good news. I mean, that boss, not that boss. He's up there, too. Um, it's great to be here. All Saints Western is a life foundation church for me, for Pat and I and our girls, who are coming on later. So it's great to be here this morning. Uh, one more prophetic thing, prophetic thing, I believe, uh, before I start what I prepare for today, we open the door, I open the door in the first verse of the first hymn. And the prophetic thing is quite simply this, that the Spirit will flow out from this church, through that door, into the streets of this town and uh, of this part of Western. Those of you who listen to the Lewis Revival, many people were drawn to churches on the island of Lewis by the sound of singing. It's a glorious thing, glorious song. Thank you for that first song. So, we are on a journey every day of our lives. As disciples, we follow Jesus, the I Am. We are forgiven through him, and we must go and tell others. And that journey sometimes has unexpected turns. That's okay. The Lord is leading, and we follow. Sometimes when we look back, we see why things happen. We see the nudges along the way. That journey sometimes has unexplained events, the unpredictable, a sudden illness, a sudden change in circumstance. And that's okay, because the Lord is with us and he gives us strength. That journey sometimes is too difficult for us. We fall down, we are weak, we give in. And that's okay, we are forgiven in Jesus' name and this picture of the Lord who picks us up dusts us down and puts us back on the path. Amazing grace. And of course, on this journey, we're not alone. We share stories to encourage each other. The Lord is with us. And so today, we're looking at Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. This is the fifth of his great I am sayings. And we heard in that story, Jesus knew his plan. He was going to bring Lazarus back to life, to demonstrate the life he was giving to all of us. And we heard there, Martha got it, didn't she? She recognized and believed, yes, Lord. The disciples, well, they were learning. They were still learning. And there is an example for us to follow. They said, well, we better go with him. Even though it looks hopeless, says Thomas, but they follow nevertheless. And what about us? How do we react? Well, I'd like to read Paul's guidance. It's an amazing chapter where Paul talks about the resurrection of the dead. Let me read these words to you. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins." Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all others. But Christ has indeed been raised 
from the dead. It's amazing Pauline logic. He tends to go around in circles perhaps, but actually this is profound stuff, isn't it? And he is saying that. At the end of that chapter, that's 1 Corinthians 15, at the end of that chapter, the last verse, has got one of Paul's great therefores. He goes on arguing for the truth of the resurrection. And the last verse, he says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, of course, therefore stand firm. This end of this chapter of relentless logic, Paul says, therefore stand firm. There is one God. There is one Lord. There is one Spirit, the Spirit of truth. John again, John 4, 23, we worship in spirit and in truth. There is one God creator. There is one Lord who was incarnate, Son of God, human being, who wrought our salvation, is resurrected, is now in heaven. There is one Spirit to guide, to remind the supernatural life and hope in all circumstances. So how do we stand firm? Well, the four pillars for our journey... Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience are rock solid. We can apply them to ourselves. Of course we can. Scripture is our guidance. I have some cards here, which I'm going to give to each one of you, with some verses from Scripture, verses that are important to me. But Scripture is, of course, our life manual. Scripture used, applied with God's guidance. How about tradition? Well, yes, of course there's the unity of spirit. There is one spirit of truth. But remember, the way we praise and pray depends on our mood, our culture, our location, the people we are with. So you see, there is a role for tradition rightly applied. Not tradition for its own sake, but the tradition of community. Reason. Well, we've just heard Paul's relentless logic in that chapter. All this creation, when we look at creation seriously and in one and all, it is far too extraordinary to have happened by chance. People come to faith when they see the wonder of God's creation, or history, Pentecost. We're here today because 2,000 years ago, 12 people were so inspired by the Holy Spirit, they told a story so powerfully. You know that logic. It's reason. And how about experience? Well, there's experience of others, of course, the testimony, the God's story we give to each other. But there's also the experience of self. I commend this. Those moments when we have a sense that God is really special. God is really present. The spine tingle. Maybe it's in a place or a comment. And the more we have that experience, we know the fact that Jesus is the resurrection. So let's go back then to this journey. I am the resurrection. Stand firm, Jesus says. Amazing grace. How wonderful that grace appeared the hour I first believed. Writes the hymn. I came to faith in this church in 1986 with Keith DeBerry. Proud to be coming here for some years. And part of that was my experience in an about turn in my thinking of amazing grace. I was in that sense born again. A high cringe phrase perhaps in today's world, but exactly right, isn't it? 
when you realize and understand it as, as, a, as an adult the significance of Jesus Christ yes born again and I believe this is a continual process there are useful mantras one useful mantra I have for time is when it, the going gets tough the time when those thoughts get in the way is a mantra which simply says this come my Lord Jesus Christ Son of God my Saviour have mercy on me a sinner 16 words Come, my Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, my Saviour, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that, said prayerfully, can dispel the distracting thoughts. We are to clothe ourselves in Jesus Christ. And what about our attitude for this journey, the journey that we're on? Well, three guidances for me are to a journey of continual learning, continual humility and continual wonder and they're interrelated because when we are truly in awe of what we are seeing at that moment, the wonder then it is humbling because we put our own little agendas out of the way continual learning, continual humility continual wonder and why do we journey? well it's a journey of life. It's a journey of disciples of Jesus Christ. And Jesus has opened the way back to God, hasn't he? The three hallmarks of the New Testament era, the new kingdom era that we are in now, is that Jesus has opened the way back to God. He tells us to go and tell others. Now, all nations, go and tell and says, and I will be with you, always, even to the end of the age. What are the building blocks to help us stand firm? Well, there are three for me that are very deep. The first is a building block of unity. That's not uniformity. It's unity. There's one spirit of truth. And within that one spirit of truth, with a desire for unity, we can celebrate the different styles. We can celebrate the diversity of worship. We can talk to each other. Unusual, isn't it? Perhaps in today's world, but my word important. Develop our understanding. Seek this togetherness. I say to students at university, we're all camped on the same hill. Those who believe and trust in Jesus Christ are all camped on the same hill. Let's roll up the side of our tents and talk to each other. Pat and I heard a sermon in Lewis, Hebrides, the place of the Lewis revival. And the, the preacher there said, yes, let's build our churches, but let's make sure the walls are low enough between our churches that we can shake hands over them. What a great thing to say. And young people today want to see this. They can't understand intolerance, division, religious division. There's one God, one Jesus Christ. And why John again? This instruction from Jesus. Be one so that the world may believe that I was sent by God. John 17. So unity for me has to be a foundation stone. Compassion is the second. Compassion. 
I believe the Lord is reaching out in new ways to all people through our hands. We are his soldiers. The importance of prayer, the importance of sacraments. Sacraments are given, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. I'm giving bread and wine next week to a Chinese student, Camilla. I don't know whether she, where she is in her faith yet, but we've had a remarkable year. And she's going back to China in two weeks' time. She's read the Bible. I want her to remember Jesus Christ. I think it's an absolute scandal when a tradition denies this sacrament to others. So let us not impede the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit overflowing. Continual. There's never a full stop with the Holy Spirit. We are continually being refilled to overflowing. We are part of that. And the third foundation stone is prayer. The prayer life of this church is fantastic. The life that we've had here is fantastic. The prayer life. So exciting to see how this will develop here. We're going to the Abbey. The prayer life there is building. At the university, we're building prayer into the week. The power of prayer, simply being together. Being together in the presence of somebody who loves us. So... We're called to tell others. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Must be true. We're called to live in a way that people see and believe. The world may know that God sent Jesus Christ to save the world. Jesus is the resurrection. We are forgiven. Through him we have life. We are called to stand firm as his disciples on the way. To join him. To be part of his salvation. To live in a way that others may believe.